welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 259 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. This is episode number three in our Fresh Start series. This is the series that I've created for you where if you are like, where do I even start? If I want to do weight and eating differently, how do I even get started? Just follow through these Fresh Start episodes. So if you haven't caught the previous two, I encourage you to listen to them. You don't necessarily have to listen to them in any order. But together, they really address the common issues that I see for physicians where they really get stuck and where you might be struggling with your weight because you're doing it in old ways. Really, this Fresh Start series is how can we like get started managing your weight and your eating while rejecting all that diet culture crap, the things that make us feel horrible about ourselves, the things that add extra work to your day, and how can we really make it work for you in your life? And that's what I love to do. And what I do inside Thrive Academy for Physicians is we really work on meeting physicians where they're at with the realities of their life and designing personalized solutions that make you work less, but have more impact towards your goals while fitting into all the nooks and crannies of your life, like whether or not you're feeding kids, what your schedule is like, if you're doing shifts, if you're doing calls, we take all that into account. And I teach you how to come up with really sustainable changes that feel really good and that fit into your life without feeling like it's a part-time job to manage your eating and weight. Sound good? Check it out at start2thrive.ca. That's start number two thrive.ca to learn more and you can submit an application there. Okay, today we are talking about how to create goals that light you up. Think about your goals in the past. Think about the goals that you've set for yourself. How have they felt, especially weight goals? How do they feel? Are they something that lights you up and makes you want to move forward, makes you excited to take action toward that goal? Or do they feel a little bit heavy, kind of like you're dragging something as you go through your day? This sign that you're not measuring up in some way, this sign of how far you have to go. This is the reality of most of us when we deal with our goals, when we're working on goals. We've been taught to use goals against ourselves. We've been taught to design our goals in a way that makes us feel less than enough right now. And that's bullshit. The way you are exactly right now is more than enough. You are amazing. I know it doesn't always feel that way, but you are amazing. It does not matter what your eating is like. It does not matter what your body shape is, what your weight is. You are amazing right now. You do not have to reach any goal to become more amazing. However, you may choose to set goals because it lights you up. You want different things in your life. You want more in your life. 
You want to have more experiences. That can be a very positive thing when you set a goal up in a very positive way where it really lights you up inside and it enhances all of your amazingness right from the get-go. That's what we're going to talk about today. So in my own story, I've had so many weight goals in my life (laughs) and most of the time they didn't feel very good. I didn't realize they should though, right? Like often when we have our weight goals, they're just, they are. And I'll feel good when I get there is often the feeling. So you have this goal, had lots of weight goals of like, okay, I just have to figure out how to get there. I have to figure out how to stay focused long enough that I actually could get there. And it didn't feel very good. And I would like go down and up and down and up and all over the place like I know a lot of you have. When I started changing how I thought about goals, and what I did is I started finding goals that lit me up that were not directly weight related, but that supported my eating. For me, one of the places that goals light me up and I am willing to do a whole lot of stuff to accomplish are my running goals. I get excited about pushing myself with my running and trying to reach different markers. And I also can be kind with myself about my running goals. If I set a goal and I don't reach it, it doesn't bother me that much. I talked about this in the new year about how I've had a goal to get under two hours on a half marathon forever and I haven't done it yet. It doesn't bother me that I haven't done it. I'm just still working towards it. That's different than how we've been taught to think about weight goals. When I realized that I could have goals about something else, like I could have goals about running and they felt really good, but that goal and my excitement about it actually helped me do the things I needed to do. So it would help me get up and exercise and go for runs. That didn't help my weight because I was running. That never worked for me. And most people, exercising doesn't directly create weight loss. But it helped me from a mental health standpoint and a burnout standpoint by having a run in the morning, processing whatever stress, coming back to the house with just a clear head, and then entering my day really helped. It helped me feel good in my day that I felt like I was doing something for myself. I felt like I had a goal that was totally unrelated to medicine and I was protecting it. And that had a positive impact on how I went through my day. And then in order to reach those running goals, I needed to eat healthy and fuel my body. That helped my eating. It also helped my eating because the running itself helped bring down my stress, made my days better, which helped make it easier for me to be in control of my eating. So I was able to have goals that didn't have anything to do with weight, but ultimately supported the weight that I was wanting to lose. And it felt a lot better when I started to shift away from purely weight-related goals. What is the problem with goals and how do we do it wrong? How have we been taught to do goals wrong? Number one is, in general, the way we've been taught to think about goals is that they're used to show us where we're not measuring up. And we've talked about that already, but they're used to show us that we are less than enough in a certain area. It's like we think, okay, I've got this goal and there's this big gap between where I am now and where I should be. We view that gap as being a negative. That feels crappy. And it's really hard during a busy week to focus on a goal that makes you feel crappy about where you're at right now. And so it generally isn't effective either. A lot of goals, particularly weight-related goals, are influenced by other people, meaning there's a lot of messaging that we've had through our life of what we should weigh, what our weight goals should be. You may be hearing friends talking about goals. You may be seeing it on social media and our brains take all that information in and try to apply it to our own life. Diet culture really influences 
any weight goal that you're coming up with. And I don't know if it's possible to completely remove diet culture from weight goals, but I think you're way better off if you acknowledge there is diet culture thinking influencing how I'm setting this. And there probably also is some weight bias that's just intrinsic to how we live our lives that is also probably influencing how I set this. And just by acknowledging those things, it puts you in a better place to work on those and notice when those might be giving you an experience that you're not wanting to have, making you feel less than in yourself. Number three is that goals are arbitrary. They are made up, but then we treat them like the law. So you say, I'm going to weigh this amount on the scale. And then our brains are like, anything less is not success. The only way to be successful and to be considered a success is to hit that number exactly. But it also does a really unique thing in that it moves it on you, right? So maybe you hit that goal. Your brain doesn't spend time celebrating. It then is like, oh, maybe it should be a little bit lower. Or maybe now we'll set a goal about something else. We treat it like law and use it against ourselves. But also our brain will shift it and move it on us. And so you can easily, easily end up in the spot where you are always working towards a goal and never, ever getting the satisfaction of reaching it, where every time you get close, the rules change. And that's exhausting, and it doesn't feel good. And you miss out on the dopamine of having that self-efficacy of being like, I can set a goal and I can reach it. And so we really have to manage our brains in how they approach goals. We have to learn how to do it differently and reclaim goals as something that can be very positive in our lives, something that can really empower us, can help us create change that we want, but create also an experience that we want or maybe haven't even had a chance to believe we could have. If you listen to what I talk about, about eating and weight, about let's create ease, let's create enjoyment, have abundance in our eating, that's what we talked about last time. It may be hard to even picture that for yourself, but we can learn how to craft goals in a way that it helps support yourself in seeing the possibility, in believing in your own potential that you may never have seen, but doing it in a very kind way, doing it in a way where you feel better about yourself by merely having the goal makes you feel better about yourself, even if you haven't taken a step towards it. I want you to just pause and think about how different that is compared to how we usually think about goals. Usually you set the goal, you're excited about it, but you also feel like I get to be proud of myself when I hit that. What I'm talking about is we find the goals that when you set them and we structure them in a way that just by setting them makes you feel better about yourself. There's no gap between you and the goal that means you're not enough. You right now are completely whole, completely amazing. You don't have to do anything to be enough because you are more than enough. You can set goals because you have reasons to want to and because they feel really good, but they don't change your inherent qualities of you being amazing. Your goal can make you feel excited and amazing just by thinking of the possibilities for yourself. But just watch for times where they make you feel less than. That's a sign that we need to do some work there on that goal. So another piece is just that the goal itself doesn't determine your success. We think that, we've been taught that of, okay, when you hit that magic number on the scale, that's when I'm successful. 
The success occurs in the journey. The number is a place to aim. It tells you what direction you're trying to go. But whether you hit that number directly or you hit something near it, all of it's fine. Because the success, the personal growth, the personal change, the creating the life that you're wanting to live is happening in the journey. It does not happen just when you hit that goal. It's the journey that creates the life that you're wanting to live. And this is true with weight. If you're thinking, okay, I want to lose a certain amount of weight, it's easy to think, okay, I will be happy when that weight is off. The reality is the journey of understanding why you eat when you eat, how to create a life that doesn't make you want to just dive face first into food, how to feel good about yourself and your body now, even as you're working on changing it, all of these things ultimately is the growth. It is the positive part of having a goal. The goal itself, you can take it or leave it. You can have amazing transformation in your life, amazing transformation in your body and not reach the goal. And do we call that failure? Well, traditionally we would, but that's an inaccurate take on it. It's complete and utter success, whether you hit that number or not, just by being willing to show up, being willing to try new stuff, being willing to problem solve when things don't quite go right, and being willing to trust yourself that you can keep going. Those things in their own right is huge success, regardless how far you are from that goal, regardless if you hit that goal or not. We have to reframe what we are determining success is when we're talking about goals. If the only way you are successful is hitting that goal, that is when it's very easy to use the goal against yourself. And that feels crappy. Please just don't do stuff that makes you feel crappy. (laughs) Let's just say no to the crappy stuff. Let's say there's got to be a better way because there is. And I'm going to teach you it in a moment. And let's believe that we deserve better. We deserve to step out of those old cycles, those old routines that make us feel crappy in our eating and weight journey. Let's just commit to doing it differently, to being kinder, to being more compassionate, to believing in ourselves more. That goes back to the first episode of the Fresh Start series, the ability to believe in yourself, if you haven't listened to that. Okay, so how do you do this? How do you set a goal that lights you up? And I want you to just feel it, feel it in your body. What would it be like for a goal to light you up? It's not something you're dragging around, but it's this light in your body where you're like, yes, I want that. I'm excited to try to reach that. Notice how much better that feels. Okay, number one, when you're setting a goal that lights you up is you have to think about what you want and why. It's not just the what, it's the why. Why does that matter to me? Why might that light me up? Why might I be able to be excited about that? Even on those weeks where that goal seems so far away, it's hard for me to believe I'll ever get there. This part can take a bit of time. You may never have asked yourself these questions of not just what goal do I want, but why? Why do I want it? What do I really want for myself and why? Ask yourself this. If you don't have an immediate answer, it's totally fine. Let it rumble around in your brain. Think on it throughout weeks even. And guess what? When you're creating a goal, you don't have to have the whole thing laid out right away. It may change and evolve over the time as you're working towards it. And that's totally fine. 
make your best guess about what really is going to light you up and the reasons why that really light you up and then move on to the other steps. So number two is check for the ones that feel really good. You might come up with a bunch of goals. The first few, I would bet, when you really check in with yourself may not feel that great. So try the goal on like you're trying on an outfit and be like, okay, I want to lose this amount of weight because of this reason. You try it on, you see how it feels. The first few are probably not going to feel very good. Just like when you're trying on clothes. You try on a lot that don't feel great before you find that one outfit where you're like, yeah, damn, this one fits well. That's what you're looking for here. So try them on. And if they don't feel good, don't keep them just because you think you should. Ask yourself, okay, what else do I want? Why else do I want this? Keep asking yourself these powerful, powerful questions. Number three, once you have a goal that you really like and it feels good, ask yourself what parameters are you going to use to determine success? If it's a weight goal, the classic parameter is what that scale says. But I would encourage you to consider other parameters. You can keep a scale number if you really want to, but you may want to look at other parameters. And like I said, looking at parameters that will make you feel successful from the get-go, from the moment you start thinking about that goal, how can you feel successful right now? What parameters can you measure or watch or notice that help you build success? And this is really important. I know if you're sitting there thinking about weight goals and maybe you're feeling really defeated, it can be hard to picture feeling successful right away. But here's a simple idea that really plays out is what we focus on, we get more of. So in weight and eating, we've been taught to spend a lot of time focusing on what's not working, where we think we've messed up, what we haven't done, what we haven't achieved. That keeps us where we are. It keeps us stuck. If you can focus on success, feeling successful right now, what it does is it helps you create more experiences of success. You build momentum with success in this goal. It does not do you any favors to minimize your achievements, minimize your success with relation to this goal. If anything, you will do yourself more favors by amplifying them, by celebrating them in a way that feels almost uncomfortable is probably going to help you out more long-term on your way to the goal than doing that, okay, I could have done better. Maybe I should have done it a little bit different type thinking that we often do. Number four, and this one's really important, is identify expected obstacles and plan for how you're going to manage them. There is not a single goal out there where you would just be like, I'm setting this goal and I go smooth sailing with no obstacles and it's just a lovely path towards that goal. If those goals existed, you would have achieved them by now. The reason why we haven't achieved the goals is because we've been taught when we hit obstacles, we did something wrong. In order to have goals that light you up, you have to change that thinking. Obstacles are expected. They will occur repeatedly on your path towards a goal. Some of them will be simple. Some of them will feel like you may never get through them. All of it is okay and all of it is expected. You can set yourself up for success if you start thinking about how you want to manage those when you reach them. If you set a goal, there's a lot of obstacles you could probably just brainstorm that you are going to encounter. So for my running goals, if I set a running goal, absolutely I'm going to have the obstacle of some mornings I'm not going to want to get up. Right now my obstacle is it's dark out in the mornings and there are bears out there. (laughs) And I'm afraid of encountering bears or 
you know, I run with a headlamp in the mornings. And when I'm running in the fall, when it's dark and the bears haven't started to hibernate yet, I live this life in this cone of light and wonder what the heck else is out there. (laughs) What's staring at me? That's a huge obstacle for getting up. There's going to be obstacles of some days I'm going to have physical ailments or strains or sore muscles that make me not want to do it. There's so many different things that you could predict and you can be like, okay, how do I want to handle those when those happen? How do I want to talk to myself? You also can think there's going to be obstacles that I can't predict right now. How do I want to talk to myself when I encounter those? To keep myself in a problem-solving mindset so that I can keep going. I can deal with the obstacle. I can get through it without making it mean I'm not going to reach my goal. This obstacle piece is something that most people don't do when we set our goals. And it can be very, very powerful to do it right at the time of setting your goals. Then when you hit an obstacle, it's not that something went wrong. It's just like, oh, I expected this. I have an idea of what I want to do about it. It's fantastic. Okay, to summarize, when you set goals to light yourself up, first, think about something that you want deeply and why you want it. Keep looking for the ones where you feel that fire in your chest and you're like, yeah, I want that. Number two, try them on. Test them out. Ask yourself, does this actually feel good? We're looking for those hidden diet mentality, diet culture stuff that can sneak in and be like, yeah, I want this, but also I'm going to be really mean to myself while I'm trying to get it. And it's going to make my life horrible because I'm going to tell myself I'm a failure because I didn't reach it, (laughs) right? That's the pattern that we're often in. We're looking for those sneaky ones and we're trying to get rid of them. Try them on like you're trying on an outfit. If it doesn't feel good, move on, find something that does. Number three, set parameters where you can feel successful from the get-go. Focus on success, build momentum with your successes rather than focusing on where you feel like you're not quite doing enough. Number four, plan for and expect obstacles. Come up with ways that you want to approach it when they predictably occur. All right, I hope that that was super helpful for you. This is a big topic and it can be easy to gloss over and just kind of keep setting goals the way you always have. But honestly, if you set some goals this way, I want to hear how it changes that path to the goal. Send me emails. Info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I would love to hear from you and hear about how you're using this in your own life. This work matters. And I want to point out, this doesn't create more effort. It doesn't take more time out of your day to have a goal that's set in a different way. This takes probably less effort than how we usually approach goals because the way we usually approach goals takes a lot of mental beating ourselves up effort. It takes a lot of like having to talk ourselves back into believing in our goal when we're constantly telling ourselves we're not going to reach it. Let's change it from the beginning. Make the journey easier. This is what I do. Every single thing I teach inside Thrive Academy is about let's make smaller effort and have bigger impact. And you can picture how this approach to goals has a bigger impact. It can change your day if you're feeling really lit up about what you're doing and you're feeling like you're successful from the get-go. That is going to filter out throughout your day. Your days are going to feel better just by making these small tweaks that I've taught you today. If you want to learn more about Thrive Academy for Physicians, head over to start2thrive.ca. That's start, numeral two, thrive, 
www.thrivingmomsmentorship.ca. I would love to hear from you. Fill out an application there for a no obligation process that just allows you to really check in and figure out if this is the right program for you. If you've identified with the stuff that we've talked about today, 100%, this is the right program for you. And I can probably really help you change your weight and your eating journey in ways that you can't even imagine right now. So head over to that website, starttothrive.ca, fill out an application so we can talk. Have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.